Sunday? Maybe because we didn't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. <laughs> that one wasn't so bad. Okay, Tarantino said, Death Proof has got to be the worst movie I ever did. It's important to note that he was saying the worst movie I make, not saying that it was a bad movie, but that's the worst in his biography. Uh, his opinion. This is what, I mean, this movie's bad enough that we're doing a whole show about it. It's a bad movie. I mean, no, no bones about it. It's, it's poorly done, and... Well, you know, it's interesting because it, it's, it, yeah. Okay, the fact that it really, really literally looks like a 70s film is great, right? I mean, he got that right with the bleached out color and the scratchiness and the fact that there's no CGI in the car crashes. Right now, uh, Kurt Russell is calling her out on, he said the poem he's supposed to say for the lap dance, by the way. Right, I see London. I see France. <laughs> I see Michael's <laughs> underpants. Woohoo! Here comes your lap dance, Robert Frost. Thank you. It is Robert Frost? That's right. Yeah. I remember yeah. being reading that poem, and it said, um, uh, "Well, the girls in France, well, they don't wear any pants, <laughs> but they do wear grass to cover up their ass." Robert Frost. Robert Frost. <laughs> Your lap dance will be well, fire. Some say ice. I actually, I learned this poem in, in uh, college, and the, the textbook that I had had an asterisk at the end, and it says, this poem will get you a free lap dance at Austin, Texas. <laughs> now, Another thing Tarakita ripped there was a call, Big Trouble in Little China in 1986. There's a white tank top from it hung up on the bar. But I can, and it's right to the right of the uh, Amy jukebox, but I can never find it. That's another John Carpenter, Kurt Russell movie. Yeah. Yeah. So his obsession for about Kurt, I mean, these, Kurt's a good actor in all in the three movies he's been with them, but it's like, it's that John Carpenter. Uh, Kurt Russell is a creep in this movie, but he's doing his role. He's doing exactly what was he was cast yeah. to do. <coughs> well, he does exactly what the director wants him to do. He's oh, like, I want you to behave this way, and then I want you to behave that way. So this scene was not in the theatrical release. It was added to the DVD and the, the other releases. Well, it... It's 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 rated the third most uh, the most sexiest lap dance in a horror film by some magazine. The internet thought that was important to tell me. Now number two, Freddy the, the, takes Manhattan. Yeah. Look at the jukebox. Then there's a, a yeah, board, and to the right of that is the tank top from Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, uh, perfect. I'll get the Let's listen to the music. Why you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna bury that girl. I'm gonna bury that girl. Bury her anyway. Bury her anyway. In my backyard. Mike, you know, I do, I mean, not currently, it's uh, COVID, but I do that on stage, that song. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I I know, it's great. Really, that's a sexy left hand song too, so it is. It's pleasurable. Actually, let's listen to the song as you. Hear. 
Okay, I got a pocket full of quarters that we're headed to the arcade. Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. Oh, look yeah. at that. Eee. This is not in the theater. theatrical release. <laughs> and it's just kind of deadening. It's just kind of like the way it's shot. It's just like deadening. There's those 90s chicks. That 90 chicks. He's like, uh, where's my cappuccino? In Austin, 10 minutes. She's like an actress because she's like pretending I'm not jealous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Shelly. So, what, what's the T-shirt she's wearing? Is it the Bay Bridge? Is it the Golden Gate Bridge? I something interesting. Don't know, but she's a Brooklyn person. I don't know that that would be her. Is it the Bay Bridge? Is he a Brooklyn person because the way she left hands? No, more of a East no. Coast left hands. That's a female person. Ooh. It's like, oh, I guess there are people watching a lot then. Show us the t shirt, Quentin. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) I forgot when we go to strip clubs, we always look at, watch TV or look at the stuff on the wall. I'm going to, I'm going to put on the music. Okay, that's right. You keep promising. Yeah, we built this city. <laughs> we built this city. I just don't find that structurally sound. Now so we're going to get they the, built the city? I'm not going to sleep with him stuff. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. It's not Hollywood. There you go. Go ahead. Are you listening? I'm listening. Oh, I, it froze up on me. Damn it. I got I got buffering, Carl. All right. So am I pausing? Yeah. Oh, this reminds me of the time I went to see Jackie Brown. I was on uh, Van Ness at the movie house. Mike. Mike. It's, Are you? Mike. It's still buffering. Okay. Yeah. I'm at 42.39, so... Count me up. Okay, I'm at 46. All right. 46, 36, 37, 38, 39. All right. Now let's listen. All right. Well, it's too late. Well, anyway, it's too late. They accused her of going to sleep with him, and then she was making all these reasons why she's not, including his age. So she's a good girl. Right. He's the guy from Disney's Miracle. You don't want to fuck him. Right. uh, I don't know. I never saw Convoy, but one of the trucks has a a little uh, thing on the hood like that. The duck. So Tarantino yeah. was one time drinking in a hotel with Sean Penn. And Tarantino oh, yeah. was saying that he wants to buy a Volvo because he doesn't want to die in some auto accident like the one in Pulp Fiction. And Sean Penn said, you could give any car to a stunt team and for 10 grand, for 15 grand, they can death proof it for you. And that was the first time it started going around and round in Tarantino's head, death proof. He ripped it off of Sean Penn. Yeah, I was all ready to make the movie called The Proof and start with Jack Nicholson and something terrible happens in four hours. Oh, boy. 
Now, so this is where the movie gets kind of creepy, right? This is where right. finally an hour into the movie. This is Stuntman's Mike Stunt Car. So, you know, this car can withstand a crash. Uh, you know, this is the kind of car, like a NASCAR or something, it's built that if th there's a crash, the driver won't die. He might get hurt, but he's not going to die. And so he's talking her into how safe she'll be because he won't be touching her <laughs> knee trying to get fresh because she's in this little cage. But he doesn't say that it's not the passenger seat that's going to, you know, him will mention it later. Yeah, because it's interesting. Like, that's another thing. Like, this is Austin, Texas. Like, it's just any city USA say there's going to be a guy like this with a car like this. It's just, you know. I mean, I guess that's the creepiness of it, but. And why is he like, in Hollywood if he's a former stuntman? Right. He's done all these 80s movies. They still have this car. Oh, here's the big. Ah, I was hoping you would say take a left turn. Right. If you take a left, we could go over to Nathan's hot dog, which is on the left side. But now we got to go over to Carl's, a junior. And I hate yeah. that second kid of Carl's. Yeah. Ah, don't get me started. <laughs> now you have to get no, immediately. Yeah. And then now it's like a 70s movie. Finally, something happens. And, and it's the hero of the first movie getting killed, the woman of the first movie. She was the hero, not that's Rose that's... McGowan. Isn't that Rose McGowan? Oh, and a, and a... It is, and I got it wrong. Ow! Ow. Let me, let me check. Hey, 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 Google, does Rose McGowan die in Death Proof? Damn fucking mini radio studio <laughs> voice assistant. Oh, shit. Oh, oh yeah. Here we go. Like dizzy, bon you know, beat up. <laughs> and now she starts to plead, like, if you let me go, I won't tell anybody because this is just your funny joke, right? The audience is saying the same thing. Like, listen, you know, can you let us go? Yeah. This is just your funny thing. Yeah. So you said some people the were audience. out. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there was some true hard. So part of it is that there was two movies in a row, and it came out on Easter weekend. And uh, so people were just kind of done. But not this scene, but when they cut to the second set of women and they start talking at a diner, yeah. people were just leaving. People were done. Wow. And then that, was, that was a scene where about two-thirds of the audience just left. It was empty by that point. And yeah, it just killed the, the headliner. Had to follow that. Can you believe it? He's like, "What happened? Why'd you put that guy before me?" Yeah. Boom! Ow! Ow! It's so terrible. Now I think that Quentin missed the the missed something here. I think what should have happened is that Rose McGowan dies in the crash itself. But maybe he wanted. Um to do, you know, a, you know, a double whammy. Right. Yeah, well, you, you show how sinister a guy named Stuntman Mike, and then he has these stupid photos. He gets rid of these really photos, so it's like no evidence 
that he knew about right. those girls. He just threw them there by the crash. The upcoming crash. It was crash. Oh, I don't know who she is. Kind of blurry. Oh, looking at the feet. Yeah, this is kind of gratuitous, too. And then we have like 17 and a half pairs of feet in this so far because there's only one barefoot being shown. They're fucking stoned and drunk. Yeah. And someone's going on and on and on about some 60s fan of some celebrity. Hey, wait a minute. This song that they talk about, I think, are the sons of like the Rat Pack. So it's interesting to say that the uh, Sybil Cheryl uh, Ladd's daughter and Cindy Poitier's uh, daughter are in this movie because they listen to a song of uh, celebrities' uh, children sing, sing their own song. Let me see if we get that part. Now we're going to hear the Wilhelm scream when they crash. Oh, good old Wilhelm. Yeah. He said he should donate every, all, every royalty scream to charity. You know, he's making money off of agony. Like every time a song trooper gets shot by a laser beam. But here's the song. Yeah, like Ricky Dicky Dicky and Dookie. Oh, here I'll I'll play the music. Why you gotta be so cruel? Don't you know Don't I'm you're in too? Cheryl Ladd's That's daughter. Right. Her premiere was three years old on Charlie's Angels. Interesting. I left you a baby. Take care of it for the weekend. Right. What Charlie? Yeah. Now, this is Austin, Texas, I guess, on out in the outskirts. And he's real sinister now. Like, he has a real rubber face in this movie, especially at the end where he turns it to, like, why he coyote, but here he's, like, sinister. You know? Yeah. And where the audience is like, come on, show the shot. And it's such a, like, I don't know. He he hates women in this, the, the villain, right? He hates these women. They kill him. Well, I think it's something sexual, because that's what the cops think, and there is a scene that they take out here. I'll tell you after the crash. The crash is horrific, and it's awful. I know, and then he he fetishizes it, because he shows you different angles and shots, you know, and I guess it's supposed to be like the old school film. Over and over, he shows you the crash. Like an 80s film, something explodes three times and there's different angles of the explosion in the end. But here it's like it shows the complete crash in one angle and then the complete crash in the second angle and a complete crash in the third angle. Yeah. On lights. Then I'm very Boom. There goes the leg. There's the warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. Feel the driving seal yeah. of the steering wheel on Woolworth. That's a way. And there it is. It's a dream. She closes her eyes. And, Not really. Yeah. No, it's just a tire to her face. So the head's still there. I guess you're right. It's now, there's a scene that they took hair. out here in which yeah. right now, Kurt Russell begins to masturbate. Interesting. And gross. And it got cut. Okay, so this is the character from the first movie. Now they're in the hospital where the zombies at that. This is, of course, prior to. And her dad is a character from, from Dust of Dawn. Uh-huh. She's actual. So uh, the late Michael Parks is in this movie. 
His son plays his son, and his daughter plays his daughter. So there they are, the whole family, the Parks family. And he Earl McGrath, or whatever McGraw, whatever he's supposed to play, he's in the beginning of From Dust to Dawn, where he talks to the guy at the... Did you ever see that movie? There's a gas station yeah, where he Dust comes to the park. Yeah, Dust to Dawn, 96, and he's the sheriff. Right, and he says, like, don't eat at that place because the Mongol really touches the food, I think is the, is the line. And he gets killed. The Clint Tarantino and George Clooney shoots him and he catches on fire or whatever. And they blow up the gas station. So he's dead in From Dust to Dawn, but he shows up in Planet Terror. And then he shows up in the second movie. So this yeah. is the character from the first movie. Well, first okay, no, the, the son was the sheriff. This this son, James Parks, was the sheriff in Dust Till Dawn yeah. 2, and he gets killed. Yeah, uh, Texas Blood Money. And then in From Dust Till Dawn 3, The Hangman's Daughter, Michael Parks plays Ambrose Burge of the Devil's Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? As, as one would know. So, yeah, and Parks was, I don't know, like he was this, I've never seen the TV shows they keep referencing about this guy. Like, he was in the six, a lot of 60s stuff, and he's in a hippie, uh, pretty cool, existential little film where he's a young Michael Parks, but I've seen him in Tough, I've seen him in uh, Red State, and I've seen him in these movies. And Kill Bill. These two were the ones in Kill Bill that show up to the church massacre. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to mention, let me see if I could find it. There's, there was an article in Screen Crush. Uh, AV Club recently talked about Death Proof, and they mentioned this article, and I went and took a look. And he's saying, like, re-watching Death Proof after hearing the news about Uma Thurman's car crash and Kill Bill. Uh-huh. I don't know if you... So Uma Thurman opened up to, I guess, New York Magazine, but she said, you know, she talked about Harvey Weinstein and how he treated her, and he also brought up that in Kill Bill 2, she was in a car crash. Like, Clint Sarkino wanted her to do her own stunt, and it's the second hour, and she just met Michael Parks, the pimp, uh, that's what reminded me. And she drives off and she hits a tree or something, or there's a crash. Mm-hmm. And he wanted her in the shot, not a stunt person. And she did it, and she actually got into a crash in a tree, and she said the terminal, his pain, permanent pain, or like some spine injury. Oh. And they, you know, and that was the last film they did together. Although Uma Thurman's kid shows up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So the Screen Crush article is great. If you have a chance to read it, it's... Uh, says that, like, how can you watch this film knowing what he did to Uma Thurman, you know, like, knowing what happened, how does that change your view of this film, where these mm-hmm. women get killed like that, at his, leaving his bar? Pretty negatively. Yeah, I agree. Talking over Michael Parks, this is probably the best part. Like, this guy, this whole speech is, like, you're saying, like, the sick fuck's getting off, not in my state. Yeah. That's right. He's going, I'll make sure it never happens in Texas again, but it's he's letting him go, essentially. Yeah, and then he goes to Tennessee. Now, this is the only Quentin Tarantino film that's in order, chronological order, and has no flashback in it. Oh, yeah. That's probably why I failed. There's no chapter, chapter one. Uh, Jungle Julia, chapter two. Yeah, right. They go to a phone. Quentin's place. Yeah, it's a nice little long dialogue. And this is, you know, up. Oh. Womp womp. Womp womp. 14 months 14 later, months so we're later. in chronological order. Right. There's still a placard showing the uh, 
Captain Picard showing the, the time. So this scene was not in the theatrical release at all. All this shit. There's the potheads. Uh, yeah. Uh, Although I do want to go to, to Circle A and get some big red Coca-Cola. That looks pretty good. <laughs> Maybe some big tackle. This is where, like, when I watched the DVD after seeing the theatrical release version, I said, what am I watching? This is so cartoonish. Like, this whole scene, like, like the, his character keeps changing. Like, he gets softer and more ridiculous and more powerless. And, like, he loses his cool with these guys. But what he does here is just so, you know. Well, he loses his cool so, after he gets shot. Right, in a big way. But the fact that he goes and looks at the guy, her, yeah. Ninth and a half pair of feet. They don't lick those feet in this. Well, she touches with his hands, her feet. You notice how we're in black and white now? Yeah. Well, he did that in Kill Bill where the fight scenes are black and white because they used to to censor the film with a lot of blood. They would turn Uh the film to black and white. But this might just be like a cheap, like, this movie's so cheap they did it. I should mention something. There is a movie called Stunt Rock, which I saw on TCM Underground. When I first saw this movie, I said, how can this film be a 70s uh, homage where a stunt woman from, like, uh, you know, down under plays herself? There was a movie in the 70s called Stunt Rock where a Australian uh, stunt man plays himself going to L.A. doing stunts and rocking out with a uh, theatrical D&D metal band. Like, they would do these, like, theatrical stage presentations. So it would be, like, live kiss wannabes and then the stuntman doing stunts in L.A. So there was a president. There was an actual Grindhouse movie with an Australian stuntman playing himself. So, you know. Now, she didn't know. Quentin Tarantino was like, I want to cast you in a film as an actress, not just a stunt person. And she had no idea. She thought she would just be some extra or cameo. She didn't know herself right. until she saw a mocked-up movie poster of the movie that she was going to be a star. Now, who are we talking about? We're the talking about the stunt woman, um, oh, uh, yeah. Zoe Bell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was the uh, Kill Bill. She was uh, Uma Thurman's stunt lady, stunt person. Yeah. Which that screen crush, uh, crush article keeps going off of that. Like, well, he could get an Uma, but he got the stunt woman. You know, like, but. So this whole scene is ridiculous. This is like, this is like New Jersey to me. Just hanging outside the big A. Maybe get a fountain drink or a hot coffee. It looks um like Jersey, not North Carolina. What? Because, I mean, because of clerks or something? Because hanging out in front of, like, the all-night 24-hour store is, like, any state USA. You're right. And also, it says bait and tackle. I don't think that's Jersey. Yeah, you're right. Maybe the, the fishing counties. Yeah, look at it. All right, he's going to touch the feet. I thought he licked it. Maybe in the version I have. Got to get a gratuitous coffee shot in there. Love drinking coffee. I like a pack of big red cigarettes and a poppy. They play Tarantino so movie after all. And why wouldn't a yeah, cigarette be smelled? Or the other woman in the car noted be noticed notice the guy. Oh. Sorry, I dropped my pencil. 
more seconds of the feet. Oh, you're right. It's not the time. There must be one person who said, thank you, Clinton Tino, for this movie. I finally can, uh, yeah, she doesn't even check. Yeah, there's cigarettes smoke. Coincidentally, she's wearing a mask. Yeah, see, I told you, he's going to lick the foot. There you go. Oh, I guess he licks live on his finger. And then rubs it on her foot. Here are my keys. Yeah, classic. There's that pencil. Oh, there's my upskirt camera. It was on the ground the whole time. It was under your desk the whole time. <laughs> now, this actress in the front seat. Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth. I never can remember her name. Uh, Mary Elizabeth. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winsteed. And the reason I recognized her face is because of Die Hard. She played Lucy, the daughter, in the same Die Hard film that came out in 2007. Yeah, and she is in Birds of Prey. She is, uh, I guess, the kid called the Crossbow Killer. Mm -hmm. That's not my name, but the Huntress. (laughs) And she's in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, she's great in that. Yeah, she's great. Like, she's in, oh, you know what? They ever see that Cloverfield movie, the second one? She's really good in that. And then there's Rosario Dawson, who's in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so the second set of women are, are uh, I guess, a better set, pair of actors. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Now, we know this woman, Rosiar, Rosario Dawson. We know her yeah. from Men in Black. <laughs> And um, we also know yeah. her from that Clerks 2 kind of film. Um, yeah. But for me, I think it was called... <clears throat> she was in a movie that almost nobody knows. It's called Eagle Eye, 2008. Did you did you see Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, and uh, Michelle Monaghan, right? I think she's in that. I love that film. Have, uh... Oh. Well, the computer, it's AI, right? And it thinks that the the government is a threat to the government. So it, oh, we're in color again. It's the Kill Bill color. Yeah. This is what I mean about Quentin Tarantino. He's so into himself. He he, he He pays homage to himself in all his films with the same cigarette brand and and uh you know all these references to it's it's like it's well, its own little the, bubble but okay well, that's the thing but the sixty four thousand dollar question is what does it signify ultimately what does it signify it just goes up his own ass yeah but I, I guess it's the universe but that's the thing like uh, from dust to dawn was vampires. So Earl McGray is not in the, he, you know, Tarantino is blathers about how he has a movie universe where like, what kind of movie would the Reservoir Dog guys see? They would go see From Dust to Dawn. Yeah. So From Dust to Dawn is a movie zombie, so it's not true. And even the, the Rodriguez movie beforehand is about zombies, say. So that's not true, but it has that the, the characters in it. And so they show up, he shows up in this. Oh, there's shock cinema. Look at this. Well, fucking 7-Eleven has shock cinema. That's the right. I always this read. This is Tarantino's world. Yeah. 
So she goes, get a lure, because I'm in a lure this month. Right. There she is. She looks great. Very professional. None of this was in the theatrical release. Can you imagine watching, like, one movie and then have to watch this scene? Yeah, capital W is Red Apples for Ladies. They're for women. <laughs> so now uh, he's like, hey, I've got Italian, you know, I've got other magazines, fashion magazines back here. I've got Italian Vogue. Right, which they do in Lebanon, uh, Tennessee, all the time. Like, you go to any gas station, they always have in the back an Italian Vogue. He drops Italian Vogue right now. She stops in her tracks and turns. This month's copy? Meanwhile, there's, like, a a rack of chew. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what fucking liquor store has an Italian Vogue? Shock cinema in Lebanon, Texas. Uh, well, that's what uh, Lucy McLean says here. And he goes, no, it's his personal collection. He's got it behind. He's selling it for $21. We're splitting it three ways. Oh, oh, really? They're going to pay $8 a piece? That's a ripple. <laughs> so I should just tell you a little something about these cars. The front... The front plate on Stuntman Mike 70 70 Nova has the same characters as the 68 Fastback Mustang driven by Steve McQueen in Bullet. Oh, all right. I duly noted. It's a San Francisco film with one of the greatest car chases ever, Bullet. Did you? No, I see that movie. I have that. I watch that movie like I've seen it a dozen times. I love that film. It's a great film. It's not just the car chases. They go over to, like, uh, Grace Cathedral. I mean, there's some, there's some cool shots in the old Marcadero Freeway is the, uh, where the apartment is. He's keeping the, the witness at. Plus, Steve, the scene right a now, badass, you know. This scene here is really gratuitous. It's like, I feel like they just shot it for the trailer. Like, you see this in the trailer, and you go, I want to see this film. And then when you see the film, it's like just this the wholesale scene from the trailer just thrown in there. I guess it's his pattern. He first take pictures of the girls that he wants to kill. Uh, now we're back to the release. So uh, none of that, that's such a long film. Why did we have to watch them go take a Wikipedia gas station? Before I know. And this whole long thing of, okay, so they've picked up Zoe from the airport and Zoe's playing herself. And I'm not clear if she's from New Zealand or Australia, Uh He's from Australia. See, that's the thing. Obviously. When they're in the diner, he's, she says you're from Australia, and she goes, you never call a person from New Zealand from Australia. I don't know. Then she's like, just kidding. No, I'm from Australia, I is. And I, I just can't tell what's the truth. Of course, I should have researched They go to a liquor store that advertise the most obscure stuff like GOGs. And they go and they buy it. They, you know, like, they don't stop and buy a Coca-Cola. It's always the weird brand they but make. But they up. did drop Red Bull, remember? Uh, it sounds like you saw this film. Geo Juice is the fake one, but Red Bull was real. Oh, that's true, at the bar, right? Oh, no, they were drinking right Red Bull. Here. Yeah, you're right. Uh, she goes, get me cigarettes and Red Bull. And they're, like, out of Red Bull. They have Geo Juice. Was uh, 
Why is Tarantino making us get to know these people? In the same manner than the first one, because it's a dream. It's a dream. It's, this is how dreams go. It's, you know, you have a long story about people you don't really know or care. They have a horrific death after an hour, and then you repeat. Your brain just kind of regenerates it, and then we see the same exact thing. It's not even just them driving. It's them driving to the place where they're going to sit and keep talking. I should also let you know that uh, the 69 Charger has the same American racing vectors on the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard in 79. It's oh. also a 69 Charger. Huh. Oh, very cool. And the 69 Charger is the same model car in Bullet. Um, huh. You know what? I wish I knew. I take it back about this movie. Now that you told me that, it really helps this film. <laughs> I'm running out <laughs> of things to say about the film, so I'm trying to get to the stuff I didn't well, I know. I know that's what you did. So, listen, our our show is called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. There's some movies where it helps to have someone in the room with you. So we'll watch this movie together. We'll make it through. Some worst movies you can't sit through by yourself, but maybe you can, you know. I don't know. I'm going to run out of things to say in an hour or two. Yeah, really. Right now they're doing a bunch yeah. of sex talk. Uh, they, they, you know, she wants to know who's getting it and how's, you know, what are the stories? She wants the dish. And we're learning about, you know, um, we're, we're learning that she's not sleeping with this guy so that she can be a girlfriend and not just some hussy. Um, you know, uh, is this Christian character? And she's mad because she he slept with somebody else on her birthday. I don't know. It's just blah 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 blah. We don't need to know this. I don't know. Well, it's funny because like what happened to Christian Simonson or whatever the guy that she the first pair, uh, first lady was Shemuel uh, Julia was texting. Well, we never met him at all. Uh, there was a phone call. There was some texts. It had nothing to do with the story. It didn't even like set her up to be grouchy, which led to something else. It was just gratuitous, just for no reason. And now we're doing it again with these guys. They're just talking about boys. Yep. Yeah. And they say yeah. stuff like, "He's sleeping with a stunt." The with um, he slept with Uma Thurman's stunt double, and the joke is that's what Ooh. Zoe was playing. So right. Tarantino's eating himself again. Yeah, probably eat itself. <clears throat> All right, well, we got a couple more minutes before they get to the diner, I guess. It's the next exit. It's the next exit. Oh, you missed it. All right, well, take the next exit and then take a left and then go under the underpass and go back onto the freeway. Yeah. And then uh, when you see the next, the previous exit, get off of there and then circle back so we're going eastbound again. 45 more minutes of this film. I know it's unbelievable. Yeah, I didn't. People were leaving. Like by the time they got to the diner, the, the last of the people left, and it was even the baby walked out. The baby crawled out of it. Yeah. He was like, "I'm tired." Yeah, <laughs> the baby provided terror. I did that joke on stage, and uh, it only lasted like one weekend because you know no one really gives. It, it was the moment it passed. Yeah, but the original theatrical release version with the two movies edited the way they were and the movie trailers has never been officially released. Right? Oh, like, I've never seen the DVD. 
Well, you can't go to Hulu and see it. You know, I mean, Netflix has The Hateful Eight as a miniseries where they kind of drag it out with opening credits and added maybe a couple more minutes of scenes. But this this is the part where, like, people left. But if you watch, you can see Stuntman Mike. So without That's the whole right. foot fetish thing, this is the first time in the, in the second half of the movie in the theater where you see the stuntman and you go, oh, he's going after it. That camera stuff was added later. That was never in the original Oh, I see. Well, he talked. So this is about, the first time. So let's watch Mike now. What? One more person. There it is. Yeah. See, he's it, watching them. There he is. Black shirt. And he's going to disappear, by the way. So this is like. Yeah. But this is the first connection to the first half of the movie is that he shows up. So the people were leaving. I remember people because leaving. The, the food. You see, that all wasn't added later. It was the other way around. Okay, so here's Tarantino talking about it. On the editing of Death Proof, there's a half an hour difference between my Death Proof and what's playing in the Grindhouse. I was like a brutish American exploitation distributor who cut the movie down almost to the point of incoherence. I cut it down to the bone and took off all the fat to see if it still could exist and it worked. An extended 127-minute version of Death Proof was screened in completion at the 60th Cannes Film Festival. It works great as a double feature, but I'm excited, if not more excited, about actually having to see the world see my Death Proof unfiltered. So, two hours and 127 minutes, that's two hours. Yeah, so the Grindhouse one was just over... He said it was 30 minutes more, so that means it was 90 minutes, 90 minutes in the grindhouse. Oh, it, must, it, must have been, it must have been 78 minutes. I mean, it, it didn't have the lap dance. It didn't have the Italian Vogue scenes at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. But you're right. No, you're absolutely right. It must have been about 90. I think they both did almost about But they both did, like, I don't know, because there was a lot of scenes that are on the DVD for Planet Terror that wasn't in the Grindhouse either, so it kind of filled out itself to 97 minutes, but uh, a lot of the scenes were cut. But this is all fat. Like, what's he talking about? I cut out the fat and just gave him bones. This is, well, this now is like the pet peeve the... of yours, now she's telling yeah. about how she got the Tennessee newspaper in New Zealand or Australia. You, you don't like that. All right, so the whole point of this is that she's a stunt woman. She's back from Australia, let's just call it. And she said, when I'm in Australia, I knew we were going to be, I would be shooting a movie in Lebanon, Texas, Tennessee. So I described to the exhibition of the local Lebanon Daily uh, Sentinel. And it was sent to my house, to Australia, mail, 